My name is Thomas McPhee, and you're listening to The STEM. The STEM is a music podcast where I talk about my thoughts and feelings on whatever happens to make its way into my musical rotation each month. This month, I'll be talking about Freedom, the most recent release from J-pop funksters, Bradio. A quick disclaimer, I do not speak Japanese, and I have almost no experience with the language, so I may slip up on some of my pronunciations. Apologies in advance. Bradio was formed in 2010 by five musicians who all came to the band from previous outfits. Over the next several years, they began to perform live and release a string of small EPs and mini-albums, as well as have one of their founding members, Takahiro Kitazawa, leave the group. Since their inception, the group has played around gleefully with genre and categorization. Their music features elements of pop, with lead singer Tagaki Shinyoki at times riffing on Michael Jackson-esque vocalizations. The quartet also centers a classical rock composition, allowing each of the instrumentalists a chance to exhibit their talents, and they generally shy away from having too much synth in the background. There's also a strong presence of orchestration in the production, with saxophones and trumpets often being incorporated and adding an almost jazz sound to the work. Freedom as an album shines when it specifically focuses more on the rock elements. Back to the Funk starts the album with a sudden shimmering synth alarm raise into the funkiest bass line you could imagine, played by Ryosuke Sakai, which is totally living up to the song's title. Everything about this song oozes funk, energy, and lets you know we're in for something a little different this time around. While I'm normally someone who cares deeply about lyrics, this song does a fantastic job of creating such a captivating and approachable sound that the fact that I can only understand about five words in the whole thing, those being specific moments where they choose to speak out in English rather than Japanese, it doesn't bother me that much. The title track, Freedom, continues to push the energy, continuing to present some of the funk elements from the opener, but focus them into a more traditional rock song. The violin, stingers, and orchestration here add to the Russian urgency of the piece, which when Shinyoki starts to almost rap at spitfire speeds, creates an atmosphere and sense of emotional desperation without any need for lyrics. The chorus features the English lyric, Get Your Own Freedom, so you can only imagine the whole song being a call to arms to set oneself free from restrictions and conservative norms, and instead pursue the things that you love most and give you a sense of freedom. The next track, which I loosely translated to She's a Hurricane, really pushes hard on the jazz and funk buttons, opening with a flurry of trumpets and keeping a big band instrumentation prevalent through the entire piece. This song transitions so well between its bridges, verses, and choruses, each expanding the energy out and in, while never losing the listener going too far astray from the core melody and feeling of the song. While it's not terribly technically daunting of a feat to pull off, the degree of precision in the song's composition is worth celebrating and appreciating. The build to the song's end is a ludicrous zany ride that bounces and twists before coming suddenly to a stop, leaving you exhausted but satisfied. Here, though, the album starts to slow down, and while none of the following slower songs are necessarily bad, they fail to live up to the promise set by the opening triplet. I'm a big believer in pacing and balancing different emotions and energy levels across an album, but the sudden lurch from She's a Hurricane to the fourth track, which Google Translate tells me is simply titled Bat, is a little too jarring and loses a little too much of the album's steam. Bat is actually quite a beautiful mid-tempo ballad, featuring sparse melodies and a sense of comforting reassurance, both in the lyrics I could understand as well as in its tone and emotionality, but it's just not the song I want right at that moment in the album's progression. 
This feels more like a mid-album track than something to pop up in the first third. The next track, Gift, slows the album down even more, and this is the first track on the album I actively don't really enjoy. Because I lyrically can't grasp what's going on, it just sounds like a sappy love song like countless others I've heard before. And while they maintain their instrumental and vocal precision, it's just not my type of music. On Power of Life, which is Bradio's first full-length release, the penultimate track, You Make Me Feel Brand New, was a slow love ballad, but its composition was much more engaging, rich, and original, featuring guest vocals providing compelling harmonies, and the idea of the lyric, You Make Me Feel Brand New, was incredibly vivid and provided an interesting idea to think about. Gift, however, feels plain and cliché by comparison. Then we pick things up again with Revolution, which catapults forward to be the fastest and most aggressive song on the album, at home with some of the great classics of rock, with an incredibly driving snare beat from drummer Yuki Tanabe, and a totally made-for-life performance sing-along chorus. The high-register vocal whistles in the background add a sense of being part of a concert even when listening to the song alone in one's room, and provide a nice point of accessibility for those who don't speak Japanese. The song is quite short compared to the rest of the tracks on the on the record, clocking in at only three minutes when the rest of the album comes in at four to six minutes per track, but I'm almost glad it doesn't go any longer, as it is a little more repetitive and simple than the rest of the track, so it doesn't overstay its welcome. We continue with the funk feel for Kamisama, which features a bridge and a chorus that I love, but verses that feel bland and boring by comparison. There's also a weirdly awkward shift from bridge into chorus, featuring a key change that doesn't necessarily sit right with me as well as the most tripped-out guitar solo I've ever heard at around the 2 minutes and 30 second mark, where it sounds like guitarist Sochi Oyama is playing a space guitar from the furthest reaches of the dark dimension. This feels like a song where the rush to include as many cool ideas as possible got the better of them. And while all the individual pieces make sense, combined it feels a little messy and sloppy. The space theme continues with the Synthian heavily affected guitars of Hotel Alien, which is a perfectly mediocre Bradio song. It sounds like them, it rocks like them, but it doesn't really stand out in any particular way, either good or bad. The next track, the ninth if you're keeping score at home, whose title I won't even attempt to list as Google Translate failed miserably to provide anything useful, is once again a slow down into ballad town that offers me little to hold on to or see as new. If you like slow, sparse jazz, you might be a big fan of this track, but for me it just felt like a big left turn away from the fun and success of the parts of the album that really worked for me. We then pick things up slightly with the 10th and my personal favorite track, Get Money. It's in a minor key, which most of the up-tempo tracks in this album aren't, which offers it an element of seriousness, while still bringing an energy and passion that grabbed my attention from the very start. It's an incredibly emotionally and affecting song, creating a vivid, strong atmosphere and sense of purpose, even with minimal English being used. The song opens with these lyrics. Get money, what you're willing for, I, I, I guess gonna change your life. Get money, what you're willing for, I, I, I guess gonna change your life. Yeah. Which to me, in the context of the emotionality put forward by the song, leads me to listen to the song as a grim satire warning against capitalism and the obsession with thinking that only money can make you happy, which adds a level of power and politics to Bardio's lyrics which I haven't seen thus far but would gladly love to believe has been there all, all along and I just didn't speak the language to find out. 
The song weaves through its choruses and verses until it reaches the two-thirds point, where the song breaks down and adds choral backing and singing, which makes it sound incredibly expansive and powerful. From start to finish, this song is exceptional, and in my mind would have served as a brilliant closing track to the album. But it's not. There are two more songs after Get Money, and both ultimately disappointed me, both on their own accord as well as by continuing the album past Get Money. All I Need Is You is so upbeat by comparison to Get Money that they make no sense following one another, and it sounds like the ultimate stereotype of the kind of song you'd want to skip down the street to on a sunny day, but it's also really lackluster, predictable, and boring by comparison to the rest of the album. We then move on to the six minute long Closer Colors, which for the first four minutes feels like a generic Barrio song, but then shifts down tempo in the last two minutes to a more thoughtful and evocative closing with guest vocals and the return of a choral background, except the emotion presented here is so much less potent and powerful than the one put forward in Get Money. It's not the weakest song on the album, but boy, it should not be the Closer. I love Bradio, and I think their sound and style are very distinctive and a lot of fun, but this was not the home run knockout I was hoping for. The songs that work on this album are the best songs Bradio have possibly ever put out, but those highlights get muddled in between the languid ballads and self-parody. While there are definitely a few weak tracks on their previous release, Power of Life, on the whole, Freedom is the weaker album of the two. For those who listened to my first episode, you'll remember that the primary measure of success for an album for me is longevity, and as such, I've chosen on this podcast to forgo numerical reviews, and instead score each album by its longevity unit, as in what term of time measurement I would use to describe how long I will continue to be listening to this album, with the options being weeks, months, and years. While on its own, this album might only merit a few weeks of listening, Due to my love for Bradio's other works, I can see this album staying relevant for a few months. Thank you all for listening to another episode. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Gmail, all at The STEM Podcast. If you have any comments, angry, happy, or otherwise, feel free to send those along. The theme music for the show was Cash Rules by Ari De Niro, which is available from Needle Drop Co. I'll be back next month with another episode, but until then, you've been listening to The STEM.